Today's episode is made possible by the generous support of Charon Law Offices. Located in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, Steve Charon and his team work with startup companies offering a full range of legal services. No matter what stage your startup is in, the team at Charon Law Offices can help you. From structuring to developing stock option plans to assisting with fundraising arrangements, Charon Law Offices can guide you through the process. For more information, email steve at charonlawoffices.com or call 412-880-5633. Visit their website at charonlawoffices.com for more information. Charon Law Offices, from startup to exit and everything in between. You can follow us on Twitter at BroadcastPGH and find us on Facebook at TheBroadcast underscore PGH and Instagram at TheBroadcast underscore PGH. Our website is broadcast-podcast.com where you can find all of our past episodes. If you want to support the show, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash broadcastpgh. If you'd like to sponsor or otherwise partner with the show, we'd love to talk to you. Drop us a line at broadcastpgh at gmail.com. Well, welcome back to another episode of The Broadcast Podcast. Hi, Kim. She's so perky today. Wow. Trying, as bring, opposed to any other day. I got to really bring my A game here. I was thinking we could just kind of hang back and chill, but I guess not. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm good. You know, excited. We're starting a new year. I know. So many new possibilities. I love the beginning of a new year. I almost feel I like, like it's potential. too much pressure sometimes. Like, well, you know oh. what? I don't set uh, New Year's resolutions. I talk about things that I just like want to embrace in mm-hmm. the new year. You know, yeah. whether it's like things like I just want to feel more grateful for the things that I already have. Yeah. And and focusing my energy on how I want to feel as opposed to the things I need to get yeah. done. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what you really need is starting out the year with the right energy. Yeah. Not so much these ridiculous deadlines that are arbitrary. Right. Or you these know? goals you're going to attain that are yeah, just too like, difficult. I'd rather just focus on like feeling good and yeah. feeling grateful. I am on board with that you know? philosophy. Yeah. We should set some resolutions for the podcast, like some goals. Well, that I'm on board with. Do. Yeah. Conquer the world. Yeah. We, we keep saying that. We really got to get that rolling. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> it's know? happening. I think so. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. It's always on the universe's time, not ours. Yeah, that's true. That's the truth. Well, today we have a guest I've wanted to have on for a while. She's super yes. busy. All of our guests are super busy, but she especially. Uh, I've wanted to have her on for a while. She's uh-huh. really great. Her name's Erica Peterson. And this is our first time doing a Skype yeah. podcast. Like I, I'm I'm really excited about it's this because this is going to change the game for us. It's funny because all podcasts <laughs> totally do is. this. We're like just such newbies at it. We really are. We're like, wait, this is a thing. <laughs> we could we could record remotely. Another podcast like, yeah. Like, um, welcome to 2010. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Erica Peterson is the CEO of Moms Can and Co. Um, it is um, evolved out of Moms Can Code. And I am excited to hear all about it because I kind of know a little bit about it, but I want our guests to hear about what how this came about and what's going on with it. So Erica, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Well, applause track. That's a 2019 goal. Yes. Because right now we could have had applause saying, track. Yeah. 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 We need to get on that. We really, <laughs> we're not so much with the bells and whistles. Like we really no. keep it low key. We really do. It's just very stripped down. But it's good. It's like, fine. I guess they're so entertaining. We don't really need all that extra stuff. Okay. Now, fair. Really. <laughs> I'd still like one though. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you want someone to follow you around. I do. Just applause. applauding me. I don't see what the problem <laughs> is. Yeah, at least you're here. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> applause, applause, applause. Uh, 
I haven't even taken any cold medicine yet. <laughs> um, Erica, we are, we're obviously very excited to have you. Yes. Um, what we wanted to talk about was to, help, to find, talk about Moms Can Code, I know has evolved to um, be something new now and we can talk about that, but maybe you could take us sort of back to the beginning mm-hmm. of how this came about and why you saw a need for this kind of entity. Because I think everyone's saying, oh, you have to learn to code. That's a new skill that everyone has to have. And so what what was it about having moms involved in this that you thought was important or that you thought there was a need to be filled? Thank you. So that's a great question. Um, so uh, my first foray into business was, and it's still around, um, it's a nonprofit called Science Tots. Mm-hmm. And Via Science Tots, I would go um, deliver workshops for parents uh, for their children, for their tots on how to do STEM activities. And um, so I spent a lot of time with moms <laughs> at all, you know, all different kinds of places like, you know, church basements, the community day events, um, the mall. Um, just the other day I was at Target and I saw a mom looking at different toys and, you know, we sparked up a conversation and all of a sudden there were a group of moms, you know, asking me questions about <laughs> the latest toys and what was good for their kids. So like, I've, I've always had this passion for sharing my love of you know, science, tech, engineering, math with, with other people. Mm. And as a mom, it just came natural to talk to other moms and share that, share that with them. Um, so, but through science thoughts, you know, I, I started attending more educational conferences and, and learning more about business. And, um, I realized that whenever I would bring up coding, um, some of the moms are like, what is that? What are you talking about? Because they're, you know, we were teaching tots. They just had not yet, you know, learned what was to come in elementary school. But I was getting this glimpse um, as a result of going to at at least locally, you know, the remake learning events, Mm -hmm. the ed camps and things like that that coding was going to be a big part of at least my my son's life when he entered kindergarten. So that's what piqued the interest. In the past I had had it had coded before but as a result of like my involvement in in biological sciences and having to do it for statistics. Yeah. Um and then of course a lot of us it, I'm a I'm a millennial so you know my space and you know having the different journals online that's where I had my earliest coding experience. But last summer, um, so August 2017, around that time is when we launched Moms Can Code. And Moms Can Code, you know, just came out of a natural curiosity of, hey, where are all the moms who might be interested in learning how to code with me? And um, they came from everywhere and around (laughs) the world. So um, we had a, a we had events in Pittsburgh um, to start out and then in San Francisco. And quickly we had members um, from all over the world um, join us. And, um, you know, you know, surely all of the things that we've done through Mom's Code have come as a result of these conversations, you know, that I have with my community, with the moms every single day, you know, what are the needs that moms have and why are they particularly interested in coding? Um, and what I realized is there was just such a lack of access to, you know, Pittsburgh is um, a tech hub. There are mm-hmm. tech events happening here, but that's not the case for, you know, so many places in America even. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you know, if you live in um, one of our moms, she lives in, uh, you know, a small town in Texas. She does not have access to even to any of the 
you know, there's a lot of events here, but like she has access to no events. Um, That networking, those opportunities aren't there. So we started bringing the the tech employees and people from um, these, you know, companies like LinkedIn, Payscale, GitHub, uh, Fairy Godboss, um, to them. So we started hosting online virtual summits, um, doing online hackathons, doing live coding classes. And, you know, today we have members from all over the world and people join us from, from all over the world, men and women, um, to learn how to code live with us. So it's been a really exciting journey. Um, Moms Can Code has you know, in the last year, we've been a South by Southwest pitch finalist. We were just um, a semifinalist for startup of the year. Um, and I, I took my kids to Boston with me for that. <laughs> so they got to, to participate in that, too. Um, but it's been a really, you know, fantastic journey, um, seeing how coding has helped so many women um, gain confidence, um, help their children, you know, with what, with their homework and mm, what's to come yeah. for them. Um, because now thanks to code.org's initiatives, right. Coding is in a lot, a lot more schools than it used to be. So sure. now parents have, you know, have background on this, you know, topic that their children are learning in school and they're excited to, to learn with them. So did you find when women first came into the program, you know, if, if they, if they approached or if they, they joined, was there an intimidation factor of this is not something I'm going to be able to learn. This is something that's not for me. You know, is, was there that kind of talking them out of, you know, that feeling that this isn't something that's closed off to them or something that maybe is not accessible to them? How do you, I imagine that that would probably have been my, you know, first thought that this is not something for well, I was even thinking just beyond that, Kim, just what is coding? What does this, what is it? Yeah. Because I think there are a lot of people out there that probably don't understand even what it is or what it, what it's purposeful and how you could even make a career out of it. Yeah. I mean, even starting there, did you find a lot of those questions when you started? Yeah, absolutely. And to, to this day, we still do, we still mm-hmm. have those questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, are we, we are, um, we began and are still, we still have a membership community that is a more tight knit, close knit community where we talk every day, literally every day, almost every hour. Um, <laughs> we're very like connected. Um, I can go on there at any time. And if I have a question, somebody is able to answer it for me. But, um, it, it's just now in, uh, in January that we've launched our first uh, program as part of Moms Can Code, and it's called Develop Camp. And Develop Camp is um, a 14-week fully online program that takes moms not just through, you know, that doesn't just teach them the the help them, you know, gain access to to coding materials and community, but teaches them how to how to approach coding, how to structure their day, how to make time for something new for them. Um, because the coding is just a small and this will lead into why we why we're moms can encode now. But um coding is just a small piece of of the puzzle. There's one um what we found is that um when somebody, when a mom is learning how to code, you know, the ultimate goal is to work from home. It's yeah. to work remotely so that she can have flexible, you know, a flexible schedule, still have time for her family and hopefully make more money. Yeah. Um, so the coding was, we realized was just such a small piece of this larger puzzle. Um, we, we needed to, um, help moms, with social media. Um, it's no longer, you know, um, that you will go to your local, you know, 
chamber of, I mean, they still, you can still do this, right? Go to local chamber of commerce and meet other businesses and, you know, gain clients that way. But the, the new way to do this is online. So, you know, we have questions, we had questions about social media. How do I, you know, put it out there that I'm a web designer that wants to help other female entrepreneurs? How do I, what do I put on LinkedIn? Um, if I'm at a networking event, how do I talk about myself? You yeah. know, we had all of these questions. And so we've all, all of that is also part of the curriculum of the, of develop camp. And then they also had questions on how do I, how do I learn how to work remotely? Um, so, you know, Slack is something so many um, people take for granted, but yeah. that's something that not everybody, you know, that's a tool that people need to learn how to use. Yeah. Um, so we teach moms how to use Slack. We teach moms how to use Zoom <laughs> to, yeah. to work remotely with other coworkers and other peers to, while they're coding or working on other projects. So it's, it's one of the pieces. It's not all of it. So um, that's something that, you know, it, while it is, you know, that intimidation is like, it at first is strong because it's like, oh my gosh, this is so new to me. Yeah. It quickly goes away because you have such support of the community and everyone has to start somewhere. Sure. Um, and I, last week we had, was it last week? Um, we're talking right now and it's December, we should say that, but um, <laughs> in, um, we had holiday code camp. And during holiday code camp, it was a free event online. We had over 300 moms join us. Um, and every single day we did a new language and tied it all together throughout with different exercises. You know, it was my, I was first up on Monday to teach HTML and CSS and my son was on my lap half the time. Um, so, you know, and I kept reiterating, like, if I can do this with one hand and talk to you at the same time, yeah. you know, I hope that this inspires you that, you know, it's, po- it's totally possible to, to get this done if this is something that you need. Yeah. Um, and then through Moms Can, we have a newsletter where we share remote job listings with moms. So there's, an, I'm very no BS. So there's no, no MLM, no, nothing of that sort. These are legitimate real jobs that moms can apply to yeah. that day. Cause that was my um, question. Like how having the coding, you know, aspect on your belt and having that training is great. But then that next step the next of finding step. a job, exactly. Who, what yeah. companies are hiring and like, is there any kind of stigma or is there any, you know, sort of trepidation about hiring, you know, a stay at home mom? Cause that, that label has become such like a pejorative in mm-hmm. a lot of circles. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so have you, how do you coach the moms or the, the people who have gone through this program? to yeah. present themselves to an employer. Like I, I'm doing this cause I want to stay home. Is that, is that a, a legitimate way to approach yeah. an employer? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Right. I spoke, so we have, we match um, our moms with mentors uh, through, so moms can codes program is develop camp and through that program. So they're specifically learning how to code mm-hmm. because they want to be a remote a developer. Um, and in that we, we do match them with um, uh, mentors in the field. And um, I was speaking to one of the mentors yesterday and he's a dad and he, you know, I was asking him the same, you know, these questions and he's like, no, I stayed at home because I wanted to be with my kids. I wasn't seeing them. And it's like, you know, if he can say it like that, then why can't, why can't anyone, you know, and he came across very confident and, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to work from home. Okay. Done. That's a legitimate. Um, There's no shame in that. And there's surely, so every day we share these remote job listings and, um, even, you know, there's there, they say you have to have, you know, um, you know, um, 
shown past experience working remotely or being able to work remotely. And what they're looking for there is that you know how to use these tools, like I just said, like that you would be able to communicate via Slack and understand that people are in different time zones, but still get stuff done. Um, And then they're also seeing as a result of us sharing these, um, that a lot of them do require technical skill, not the same skill level that a developer might need. But you know, for some of these jobs, basic HTML and CSS is required. not necessarily that you would have to code it, but an understanding sure. of what that is. Yeah. Um, even if you're an email marketer today, you have to have some understanding of what that looks like on the back end. So they're they're through the moms can channels. They're also seeing that coding is also important, and if they want to, uh, you know, t- take those classes, we have that through the through moms can code, which you know came first. Do you find that employers are more flexible than maybe even a few years ago in terms of wanting people to work remotely? And do you think this is sort of the wave of the future and in the way that we do business that more people are going to be working remotely? So it's might as well get on board now. Is that how you sort of approach companies that you, you know, maybe want to work with or how do you, how do you match people up? So I don't match people. I share information. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't, um, no, I don't accept money for payment for, um, listing Mm -hmm. any of these positions. Um, I make, I'm very clear that I work to help moms, not to help companies hire. That is not, um, something that I do. It comes down Um, enough help, right? But do you see that companies are becoming more willing to allow people to work from home? Is this a trend that you're noticing? So do you think that this is the perfect time for this sort of business model? So it depends on the company. So mm-hmm. not every company is um, it has been willing and able to do that. And there's a lot of you know things that, and naturally, as a business owner, even I've experienced this. My entire team is remote, but you know, as you get larger, there's other things to consider. So um, not every company, but the statistics are that at least forty to fifty percent of the American workforce will be freelancing or working remotely in, in some capacity by 2020. So um, it is 2019 is the time to to get on board on with that, um, and especially you know moms because if you you know you can certainly if you can juggle I mean all the things that we juggle right, you right. can you have the skills to to do that and so many of our so many of the moms that we know um, and the statistics are out there to back this up or they have degrees they have you know background knowledge and if uh, you know master's degrees. And if they don't have the degrees, they have the, this incredible work background. Mm-hmm. So it is the time to to get on board with that because while not every company, so many more companies are being are able to do that now. Um, at least, right, in, in some capacity, they are at least remote. We only share fully remote positions and we even make sure that um, you know, that there isn't 80, like, well, some, a lot, the reason we started doing this is because there's so much BS out there. Like you'll go to these job sites and you'll click on it and it'll ask you, it's an agency or it'll ask you to do this training or, you know, you have to refer people or, um, it's just not, you know, or there's, um, it's, it's remote, but you have to live in a certain state or there's 80% travel required, right? That's not mom friendly. So we sift through all of that to share these positions. And what we're, I would, at least I'm seeing is it's mostly, um, mid to mid rate, like mid size to, um, some of the larger ones are, but they're not the, they're not the ones that are like gone public yet or, or anything, but they're, they're, they're really good sized companies now that are willing to do this. And so walk us through like, what's the typical 
um, you know, client for you. A mom who comes in and says, look, I've got three kids. I have, you know, some background doing this, or is it typically people who have no background doing this? They come in and they, they know that they need to do something and coding seems like a logical option. Is that where they're starting? I'm sort of trying to get a sense of your typical clientele, like what's the starting off point and then how do they sort of evolve through the program? Yeah. So we have a wide range. That's the, that's the true answer to that. Um, we have moms who, um, you know, military moms who mm-hmm. have had to move around and, you know, up until now. hard to hold a job, to keep a job that way. Right. Yeah. Because their husbands are always, it's mostly the, let's, I don't want to <laughs> say that it's, you know, only the men are in the military, but, um, right. it, it, but, um, the, um, it's mostly the, that's been the issue that their husbands have been moved around so often that it has been impossible for them to hold down a steady job. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they have come across this and that they, you know, like it and that it's a possibility for them to do it remotely, they're, they're happy. That's even a, a, ch- a choice. And yeah. then we also have moms who have been coding for a while, um, for a very long while, but like doing classes here and there, but just, um, haven't had done it with a community. Um, and that's really important here because right when you're applying to these jobs, you have to show that you have experience working with other people and working remotely and working on projects. So that's where having a community, um, of even if you're not coding just, you know, and you're, cause we also through moms can, we share other positions for like marketing and sales and education, et cetera, but just having a community of other people, um, that you can work on other projects with that you can bounce ideas off of that you can, you know, say, Hey, I'm writing this cover letter. What do you think that makes all the difference for them? And then you see that they start gaining the confidence to start applying and, you know, start interviewing. And then I, you know, we see them start negotiating their pay and, you know, applause is all around yeah, for that. No mm-hmm. kidding. See, we do need that applause. We track. do need, yeah. Cause that's such a hard <laughs> yeah. thing for women is negotiating that salary when, because just getting that offer, you feel yeah. like, oh, phew. So yeah. when, when you first started this concept, did people think you were nuts or did you find a lot of support in the startup community? What was your initial experience like? Because I would think, you know, that you maybe got a pat on the head from some people and, and they were turning you away or was, was the response really like, yes, we should be doing this. Why haven't we done this yet? So, um, I've always measured my, um, my success by, um, you know, how, by the, the support of my, of the moms in the community, uh, for moms can, um, so I, um, I, while I have had the support of, you know, the local and, you know, even national, um, startup community throughout the, you know, in going to these conferences and pitching at these different competitions. Um, I've always measured my success based on, you know, whether or not our moms are happy. Um, but yeah, I have gone to my, my favorite moments (laughs) for this past year have been to going to these global pitch competitions (laughs) and, um, uh, certain people walking by and going, oh, how cute. And yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, uh, nice. or, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mom's yeah, punch the, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, that happened, that did happen at South by Southwest and even at, um, in Boston recently where, you know, somebody just came by and was like, oh, that's so cute. And it's like, yeah. Oh, for real? Okay. That was the actual line? Wow. Yeah, that's so cute. That's gross. This time it was, that's so cute. Um, the, the in South by Southwest, somebody because um, we after you pitch, you do a showcase like you have tables mm-hmm. and people can come by and um, after you've pitched everyone, they cannot come ask questions and, and whatnot. And um, what did they said? 
they like snickered like you know <laughs> that's cute um a lot of like smiling and nodding and like haha I don't know I'm not really like bothered by it um yeah. anymore I think at that point at, at the first time at South by Southwest I was because mm-hmm you know, nobody yeah. wants yeah. to. Well, it's jarring. And, and, yeah. and it's sort of like, are we really here? Is this really what people are still <laughs> yeah. experiencing? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> to your point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I've had some, some like odd experiences like that. Um, at the last, in Boston at the, um, startup of the year, um, someone did come up to me. It was a man and asked me, um, I, I did a practice pitch um, in front of some people, and um, he came up and asked me if I had um, anything more um, professional to wear. What what, what were you wearing, yeah, what and what that? did that actually mean? What because that just sounds insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. So after I pitched, um, I somebody had offered criticism. It was an older gentleman um, about my pitch, and I I saw him in passing in the hallway, and I said, um, "Thank you so much for the feedback. I appreciate it." And he goes, may I? And I go, mm. you know, and I go, uh, short. Like, I didn't know what to. Like, what do you say? All on right. On my way somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, don't you have something more professional to wear? And I was wearing. What were you wearing that he would even feel compelled to even offer that Right, but exactly. I mean, there were there were men in T-shirts. Of and course. Of course. And sneakers. So Hoodies. I was wearing black flats and like, you know, black pants and like a suede jacket I was not I did not like dress down. yeah I dressed reasonable. I was fine. yeah well what the heck did he want you to wear like what kind of know. what kind of comment is that I see this is what drives me insane like yeah. I get so hot under the collar under these certain things because it's like first of all who is he to be giving you dressing advice <laughs> and, and second of all you know you give that advice to all the guys too yeah awesome. it's just there's you know and I and I don't want this conversation to go in that direction but but I do find that you know in the startup community from what I've seen from my own experiences of working with women and and going to certain events there is just such a level of bro culture and so oh, yeah. what you're doing I think is probably making a lot of people uncomfortable just because of the sheer fact that you exist mm-hmm. that there is a space now that you're creating for women who happen to also be probably a lot of the mothers and to, to sort of be infiltrating their, their culture, so to speak, must be unnerving to some people. Do you find that energy ever? I feel so not for, so and that's, what's strange about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like a situation like that can happen, but I'll be right next to a founder um, who happens to be a dad and also works with his wife and developed a company yes. to help his child um, mm-hmm. get off the bus safely. Um, you know, and you know, and that person will say, ignore that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, so you're getting a lot of support too. So I, and I have to mention that, right? But it, like those moments have happened and they are totally like WTF, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll turn to the left or the right and there's somebody there who to offer a comment of support. So yeah. I, I'm like so grateful for, for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, and it is like, when I went to, to Boston, I had to, we had, I went with my husband. He, that same week, he also had a business trip. We had to travel with the kids that week because we didn't have babysitting. We also couldn't find anyone who would come to the event to watch the kids while I was doing what I needed to do. So, you know, my husband was there, my kids were there and that's, you typically don't see that, but it needs to become more normal because there's so many women with who are moms or dads, you know, like the gentleman next to me, you know, his, his daughter is 15. Um, 
And he kept letting me know that, you know, when things go, when they're older, things will get easier. And I'm like, I don't want to wait till they're older. Yeah. You know, the time you is have, now. You don't have the time to wait till right. they're older. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't just drop out a, of the workforce. It's such a provi- uh, position of privilege to even suggest that because it's like, oh, you must have the money and you you have this privilege of time to be able to wait until they're older. And it's like, well, what, what the heck am I supposed to do with all of these creative ideas and things I want to contribute to the world now? It's such a but limiting I'll- space. But also I need to contribute financially. Absolutely. I went into business for myself because I wanted to be able to work from home and I, and I've been able to, you know, contribute financially. Like that's, that's what cannot wait. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, (laughs) so while there are those moments, there is that support, but it also, I do recognize, right. That walking into a startup competition with your kids is totally, is new, but it should not be because there's so many moms out there that I've met personally. And I, and I know that have these fantastic ideas, but can't afford to get there. So when I went to South by Southwest, um, they pay for your ticket when you, you're a finalist, <laughs> they pay for your ticket, but you still have to take care of the cost of going yeah. and the hotel. Yeah. And I didn't have that money. So, you know, luckily I had some amazing people come to my, you know, at the very last minute and say, we want you to go and, and lent me that money. But like, if yeah. I had not had those amazing people, um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to go. So I always, you know, share that because it's like, and even Boston, if you had not had a babysitter, you could not afford a hotel in Boston. Do you consider yourself a trailblazer? Because the idea of you just walking into a space with your kids in in, in a place that maybe that's not traditional or doing this type of business as a millennial, as a woman, do you consider yourself to be trailblazing? So in hindsight, I think I will, but at the moment I, I'm just, you know, I am just living my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what it looks like. And mm-hmm. I hope that it inspires somebody else to, to go out there and, and, you know, do something that they've maybe been putting off, um, or, you know, even if it's not in the startup space, um, to, to be bold and go out there. Um, you know, my kids, you, you will see them, you know, my, the one who's on my lap right now is almost three and, <laughs> you know, dealing with some feelings, you know, yeah. um, at yeah. times, but as they get older, um, I would love, to, and I will continue to take them to, to different events because they're, you know, if not a trailblazer for, for other moms, right? Like I see the impact I'm having on them. Yeah. And, you know, when my son the other day excused himself from play because he had to go take care of payroll because Christmas is coming. <laughs> and, the these you know pretend employees needed to be paid and like he has said things in the car like um uh I'll, I'll start another story with you but he also like in the car you know one time he said I can't wait till I'm older so I can take my kids to work with me oh see this right. this gives me hope because yeah it's all starting at home and what our yeah. children are going to see because as we know you know the hands of the hands of progress move slowly, but they do move and yeah. they reflect what they see back. So the fact that he, as a little boy, yeah. feels that way, that just like warms yeah. my heart. So, yeah. so you've yeah. moved from Moms Can Code to Moms Can and Co. What's that going to look like in 2019? What's that? What's the plan yeah. there? 
So um, in 2019, so um, we will have, um, so all of the things that we've been um, helping moms with in Moms Can Code, um, you know, are things that could have, can be applied to all different industries and backgrounds and experience levels. So we're just broadening that to offer it to moms of, you know, all backgrounds, et cetera. Um, So we've, you know, been those classes on how to pitch yourself at a networking event. That's not necessarily a coding specific um, skill that you can acquire learning how to, um, you know, uh, build up your LinkedIn profile or link or build up your professional network online or your social media presence or, you know, all of that stuff can be applied to, to, you know, no matter what career you're deciding to, to move forward in. Um, so what you'll find is resources on, on how to, on all of that classes on all of that, but also resources and information on how to work from home when you're, when you're sick, um, you know, when you get that remote job, is it, you you know, how do you choose between daycare and then staying at home? How do you occupy your child while you're on a call? Um, you know, what apps are out there when you have to like have it on standby when they walk into a, (laughs) walk into a podcast interview (laughs) or a conference call, um, you know, how to build, create your workspace at home, um, when you're working from home. So you're going to find resources on how to live your best life as a mom, um, who works from home so that you can balance both family and career. And then in addition to, to those resources, again, the classes like we've been offering through moms can code, um, but now to a broader audience. So, um, by the time, you know, um, we expect by the by December 31st, um, not Moms Can Code members, but just a completely new um, people who've been subscribing to our newsletter. We're, we're going to have over by then t- 10,000 subscribers, 10,000 plus. So moms are really, um, you know, com- you know, communicating with us and um, responding to this as well. So I'm super excited to share all of this with with a much broader group of women. Awesome. Erica Peterson, my wow, goodness, thank girl. you so much. So busy. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's really been thank great you. To you this. So. We're really inspired by what you're doing, and please continue making spaces. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thank you so for much. your patience. No, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. not a problem. At all. <laughs> thank you. The Broadcast Podcast is proud to be a member of the Sorgatron Media Family. 